in the San Francisco Bay Area, Joe lives in LA. Uh, each week we call it one another and we just catch up. <laughs> that is the worst joke I've ever made. Sit on this crucifix <laughs> and you're like, oh my gosh, this. Stop, stop, stop. Ow! Yeah, I went there, Mike. I went there, motherfucker. Hey, Joey. Hi, Mike. Hey, Joey. Hi, Mike. No one would ever go to this what? many sex-sounding gay bars. Down a spiral staircase? With a <laughs> dancing monkey? Seriously. <laughs> Did you buy dog Viagra? Joey, it was nice catching up with you. Go, go to hell, Mike. Hey, Joey. Hello, Mike Lawson. And hello to everybody listening. My name's Mike, that's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. We have been friends for over a decade, and each week we just call one another and we catch up. Yes, we do, Mike Lawson. That's exactly what we do every week. I'm, you know, I said this a year ago, and I'm going to say it again. It's so nice to be back doing our normal show where we don't look at each other, <laughs> and I sit in the dark like a lunatic. Mm-hmm. Speaking into my microphone, I, I'm not sharing a microphone with Toppy Smelly. Yeah, so we were in Las Vegas last week. If you didn't hear the live episode that we recorded, I feel that it was really bland and boring. We didn't plan anything. I kind of felt like you know, oh, Joe's got this. So I kind of just sh- I just showed up. Friend of the show, Adam Vaught, had a really good analysis of the Vegas show. Mm-hmm. And he said, and I think this happened in Vegas last year too. He said, you know, you he said you made some really funny jokes that didn't land with the audience, but were funny. Mm-hmm. And so then he goes, I could hear you then start to play to the room. Oh yeah, and there was a lot of like insider jokes. Yes, Pride Forty Eight specific jokes. Yes, I think we could just. I think we just have to learn that the Vegas show is going to be inside Pride Forty Eight. Yeah, and just warn people. Sure. In advance. Um, but, uh, what's going on with you? What's happening over in, uh, the good old Bay Area? Well, the day that we, uh, the day after we returned to Vegas, I don't know if you and I talked about this or, or not, but I spoke in an event in San Francisco, um, on Tuesday and basically it was an audience of people that market drugs to patients, Children. Oh. to patients. So I'm on this panel. Um, it was thrown together very haphazardly. Um, we had one planning call, and the did planning... you say? Did you say haphazardly? Wait, what's the term? It's haphazardly. Oh, <laughs> I really didn't know that. I don't know. It's fine. <laughs> um, so it was thrown together haphazardly, and um, is that really the truth? I'm sure yeah. I've typed haphazardly. That's because no, if you think about it, I mean that's a made-up word. But yeah. if you think of the logic of it, it's half the hazard. It would be it'd be safer. Yeah. Oh, that's true. But it maybe I was thinking it was like slightly hazardly. Oh. Like I don't know. Anyway, half you know what? Look, Shakespeare made up words. Yeah. So it was haphazardly thrown together. We had like one planning call, and basically the entire planning call was about like where we would sit and not about the content of the talk. I was very nervous about it because I get I, – I just like to be over-prepared. I kind of have trouble if I don't have control and whatever. Yeah, so we could tell on the show. We're on we're on a panel, and he's, this the panel moderator starts asking us questions. The questions are all about CRMs, which are like what? customer relationship management tools like – Things like um like patient copay assistant programs or drug startup kits, this type of thing. So Wow. He, I'd never I I never I you know, when I was listening to what someone call lies, I was like, There's no way Mike could be involved in something more boring. But now it sounds like on Tuesday you were at something even more boring. Joe, it was pretty dreadful, but um he was asking our opinion and the moderator knew what he was doing. He wanted real patients to be – they're at this conference where they're kind of tooting their own horns the whole time and talking about how great everything they, they do is. And for the first time in this whole week-long conference, patients come up, and he asked us all these questions, and basically we were shitting over everything that they do. It was so tense in the room. 
halfway through, I make a joke. I'm like, um, can you ask me a question where I can actually be positive about it or something? And like, <gasps> a couple people laugh, but it's like so awkward. And um, towards the end of the presentation, he thought this was a great idea. He And it, it was cute uh, in theory, in practice, after this really awkward panel, though. It didn't land. Um, he was like, we're going to do a lightning round where I'm going to ask, I'm going to present you with two things and you tell me which you prefer. So things like direct mail or email, right? And then as patients, we have to say which would we, he pre- like, we would prefer. Death or this meeting? Seriously, yes, I wish. That would have been an easy one. Um, and one of the questions that he asked was real patient or cartoon character? And I mean, it's a decent question to ask like so i said that i feel that real patients go a long way for me and um then i made fun of a pretty well-known cartoon character that was used to market an antidepressant and it didn't nobody laughed nobody laughed at this whole thing right so at the end of the session sounds like our vegas show yeah um at the end of the session we took questions from the audience and this one woman stands up and she like has her arms crossed like when she stands up. <laughs> She's like pissed already. And then she tells me that she works for the team that came up with a well-known cartoon character that I was making fun of. <laughs> I've never and, heard anyone defend Snoopy before. Well, it wasn't Snoopy, but oh. um then she proceeded to Is tell us Is it from us, that universe? No. Uh-uh. It was it's an antidepressant. Is it Ziggy? No. Kathy? And, you're not there's no name for it you're not going to guess a name then she proceeded to tell us why all of the opinions that we had during the whole hour session were wrong and then she sat down and that was it so he's like anyone with questions and she got up and she was like here's all the reasons you're wrong and then she sat down and nobody was talking the moderator wasn't talking so i don't know why i said it but i said so you don't have a question (laughs) and like the us on the panel kind of giggled under our breath. Mm-hmm. It was the most awkward thing I've ever done. It was pretty uncomfortable. Um, but what about you? What's what's going on in LA? Anything <laughs> as exciting as this panel? So I, I ordered business cards recently. But uh, the place that has them, they're, they're finished. And the place that has them, I, I literally can't pick them up. I'm never in that part of town. And then when I am, it's closed. So I've decided to hire Cameron to go pick up those business cards <laughs> for me. He's going to leave them on the top of his car and drive away. He swears he's not. He swears he's not. <laughs> this is inside jokes. That's an inside. That's from the show. Okay. A- anyone who's new to the show. You're missing out. Sorry. Go listen to episode 12. No, it's like episode 72 or something like that or 69. A uh, friend of the show and general crazy person, Cameron, got fired from his job for leaving business cards on his car. Yeah. Hey, I ran into your friend Shane uh, on Saturday. Oh, you did? How did that go? I, this isn't a story, but... this is I haven't even gotten into my story yet. Oh, okay. Well, I, I ran into him and, like, I was at the farmer's market in Oakland and I saw him and I was like, Shane! And he turned around and, like, I went in for a hug and he stuck his hand out for a shake and then... <laughs> That's weird because he's very huggy and affectionate. Yeah, but I think it was like, I it took him a second maybe even to realize who I was, if that makes sense. Because mm-hmm. I just kind of came up behind him and yelled his name. And then, I don't, we, our interactions have always been so weird. So I was like, um, I just went on like a, a one million mile bike ride. So I was like desperately thirsty. And that's that, a really long bike ride. Yeah, it was pretty long. It took a couple hours. So then I, I was like, I'm sorry, I have to go find a drink. <laughs> And then I, like, walked away. Who was he with? Um, Like, a dozen people. Oh, because he has a roommate mm-hmm. who's African-American. Okay. And that's why I knew you would notice if he was there. Uh, Who... Well, I didn't really. He was with probably, like, four or five people, and I didn't really look at any of them. I'm trying to figure out if the roommate's hot or not. I want him to be really hot because um, he has an, an, an enormous penis. Oh. Yeah. Is he gay? No. Uh, then who cares? In fact, Shane was listening to the Vegas episode live, mm-hmm. and the roommate was walking by, and he always walked by. Like, he walked by when um, Faye Driver said that he wanted, he was dressed like a priest, 
Yeah. And he or when we were talking about like enemas or something. Yeah. 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 And the, <laughs> I the don't think roommate... we did talk about enemas, but I, it's we were talking every time the roommate walked by, we were talking about something really, really gross. Anyway, um, you know what? Since we're on non sequiturs, here's a weird other thing from the show. Remember you went to Florida and you went to Tutu Tango with uh, Taylor, the latte boy and his um, man, Babalu. Uh huh. And one of them doesn't eat hummus, right? Um, yeah, correct. Which one? Taylor. And then ate hummus there, correct? I convinced him to eat hummus. So I, his partner, Bubaloo, had tried to get him to eat it, but ne- he never would. But then I just suggested it once, and then Taylor ate it. And liked it. And liked it. Here's a weird thing. So the other day, I'm talking to my mom, and hummus comes up. And I don't know why my dad not eating hummus comes up. I go, oh, well, dad will never eat hummus. And she goes, no, your dad likes it now. And I was like, since when? She goes, one day we went to the block and he went to Cafe Tutu Tango and had the hummus what? there. <laughs> and really liked it. And I was like, what the? What? What's going on That's at this weird. Tutu Tango and their hummus? The only thing that would make this story weirder is if your mom was like, oh, he was listening to um, Pot is My Co-Pilot one day. Yeah. <laughs> he called Mike Lawson to see if he should eat it. And Mike suggested he eat it. <laughs> And then Mike said he had to go get a drink. Okay, so listen to this. So last week, um, you know, I'm only in Newport Beach now one day a week. And a friend of the show, Beth. Mm -hmm. Is every person you talk about going to be friend of the show? Oh, okay. You've done this. This is a third friend of the show. Beth is legitimately a friend of the show. She listens every week. Hi, Beth. I like Beth a lot. Yeah. And she, she, I would say she's legitimately a friend of the show. She knows you. She knows me. She listens to the show every week. I think that Cameron doesn't listen to the show. Yeah. So friend of the show, Beth, uh, wanted to hang out with me. So we got together and we were having a drink. And then Cameron texts me uh, and he says, hey, uh, you should meet me at Kitch Bar. They're going to have a trivia night. And, you know, oh, re- related to this, Beth has heard so much about Cameron from the show that she wanted to meet him. And this happened with, uh, with someone else recently where they want to meet him to see if he's like an idiot or something. Like, they're like, I, I need to meet this person. Okay. okay. So um, she goes, let's go over there. We won't. She goes, I can't stay for trivia. And I didn't want to stay for trivia. She goes, but uh, I want to meet him. So we go to Kitch. And Cameron's there. Which, by the way, he I, I said, you need to, when, you, when I walk in, you better have a drink on that table. <laughs> I don't want to deal with this drama, right? I was thinking about that, yeah. Yeah. So we got there, right? He goes, it's empty, by the way, empty. It's Cameron's the only one in there. And uh, he goes, uh, yeah, it's going to start in about 20 minutes. So we hang out with Cameron for 20 minutes. And then right when the trivia is about to start, it gets super, super packed, like standing room only. So we were lucky to have seats. And Beth goes, I'm going to go. This is, it's 930, you know. <laughs> an hour past her bedtime <laughs> and she goes i'm gonna go and uh later and i'm like you know what beth i'm gonna go too and cameron's like come on please stay stay for one round he'll stay for one round of the trivia thing and i was like okay why was i there till 12 30 at night Ugh. was it fun at least is that why you were there that long we won the whole thing whoa what was your team name we won the best team name what was your team name Nickelback Street Boys. That's funny. I okay. Like that. Let me tell you this story. But so there's different rounds. I'm sure you've done trivia nights before. Yeah, and I used on, to do it in Phoenix all the time. Oh, really? So one of the rounds, the host comes out and he says, okay, this round. And we've already had like general trivia. We had, the, you know, they have the dumb games you have to play. Like the answer starts with the last letter of the previous answer or something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. He goes, okay, this next round, every week, and you guys know this, I pick a different year and ask questions about this year. This week, the year is the year 2000. And the whole bar goes, oh, man, I was like seven. (laughs) 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 And and meanwhile, Cameron goes, I'm going to get you a drink during this round. What do you want? I go, oh, yeah, I'll get me a beer. <laughs> Meanwhile, you were, like, already, like, starting your 401k in I, I 2000. Filled, I filled out all the answers by the time he got back. <laughs> uh-huh. It was just, like, and everyone's, like, 
like, ugh. And then he, the guy was going over the answers. People were like, what? What? And they, Mike, they were so easy. They were like, uh, in the year 2000, the Whitewater case was officially again, uh, ended against who? And they're like, <laughs> oh, man. Nixon. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Who was president then? Or Whitewater? What is that? Like, Mike, I literally answered them all from memory. Like I was like, oh sure. yeah, uh huh, sure, yeah, that one. That's when that's when Kate and Mandy were in a fight that week over who was gonna watch Queers Folk first. Huh. Oh, that's the week that Mandy yelled at me because I left crumbs on the counter. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I live, by the way, for anyone that's not Mike Lawson, I lived with two girls named Kate and Mandy during the year two thousand. Yeah. So, but anyway, we won the whole thing. We won this bottle of rum. I just gave it to Cameron, and he was stoked. You gave a bottle of liquor to an underage person. No, no, no. I took the good bottle from home. And it's still sitting right here. It's sitting in a good old, good old bottle of rum. Yeah, don't you hear that bottle of rum that I have right here? And I did definitely not give to a person who turns 21 in less than a month. I really miss uh, pub trivia. I did it in Phoenix a lot. We would go weekly, a group of us from my job. They don't have it in Oakland? I imagine that would be huge. I'm sure they do, but like. I don't have the kind of friends that I had in Phoenix. I had a group of friends that everyone complimented each other really well. Like there was one guy who was really into sports, one person that was really into history. I was really good at helping them use like I wasn't good at any specific topic. What I was good at was like um, the process of evaluation. So I was like, nope, that can't be it because of whatever. So it has to be your other thing you're thinking or whatever. We were just a really good team and we would win frequently. And at our bar, it was first place was thirty dollars towards your bar tab. Oh, that's good. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So, cool. Uh, I'm glad you had fun. What else is going on with you? Well, I want to ask your advice. This is maybe a different way of doing. All right, I got it. Up. Kill yourself. That's not funny, Joe. Um, what if that was really my question? <laughs> that would be really be my answer. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Take your penis and hang yourself. So we don't usually do this. Could usually you hang just... yourself with your penis? Stop it, Joe. So um, I, this isn't even a story. This is just a question. So I've been seeing this pretty awesome guy. Who's a um, who, who is not a He is a um, Mike. He is a Could we maybe not talk about his full name? Because that's oh, what gonna... ruined my last relationship. Are you going to say his first name? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I'll edit all that out. Okay, go ahead. So I've been seeing this guy who is pretty awesome. Um, his name is Steve, and he's nice. He's hot. He's like all of these good things, right? Um, he has one flaw, though, that I can't seem to get past. And I think that either you can help me get past it or... He can't drive. No, he can drive. <laughs> he's re- he's too good at math. Joe, come on. Um, the The... A flaw, I guess, is that he's in the closet to his family, okay? Uh-huh. But that's a bigger flaw than just it's it, – that it that's a bigger flaw than it appears, though, because he has a lot of friends that are, like, family friends. So he's not out to, like, the majority of his friends either. Do you know what I'm saying? So, like, this weekend, for example, he went out of town with friends and, like, all of his friends – he's not out to any of those people. I don't know. It just it was very weird to me. And I what what would you do? Would you just go? I hate to say this, and I know I, I'm probably the worst person to ask because I'm going to tell you right now. And kill I kill yourself. What if <laughs> kill your yourself. advice is still kill yourself? Mm, yeah, kill yourself. <laughs> uh, no, I'm probably the worst person to ask because I'm sure someone could convince me very easily that I'm wrong here. Mm-hmm. But closeted people are kind of a deal breaker for me. Yeah. Like I, I know me too. Our show always goes back to Grinder at some point. Mm-hmm. And on Grinder, there are people who wear that they're on the DL or that they're in the closet like a badge of honor. Mm-hmm. And they'll message me and they'll be like, "Yeah, I'm I'm closeted." I'm like, "Okay. Ew. Bye. Yeah. Uh-huh. Later." <laughs> and I I've, I've got crabs. Yeah, like I'd rather <laughs> no, you know what? Could at least crabs go away. I'd rather date someone with crabs who's out. Yeah. Well, here's my question for you then. So he, I'm, this, this is generally a deal breaker for me as well. And it's not that he's in the closet a hundred percent of his life, right? Like certain people know. And um, isn't this the plot of the um, 
movie The Wedding Banquet. Is that what it's called? I don't know The Wedding Banquet. Asian guy dating uh, a white guy and the Asian family's coming to town for his sister's wedding. So he has to pretend he's getting married to a woman or he's married to a woman, something like that. Hmm. And I think Bruce Willis was dead the whole time. Well, so the, the dude, um, this dude is... Um, out to some people he also has like tentative plans to come out like it's he's not threatened in any way he doesn't feel like his family would disown him he's just like is kind of timid about it so he's thinking this fall of coming out to his sister first and then his parents this fall <laughs> dun, 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 from, from the dun, people that brought dun, you dun, new dun, girl dun 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 <laughs> dun <laughs> a wacky comedy about an asian boy who comes out to his family what makes you think he's asian oh I, that's right he's jewish <laughs> <laughs> so i don't i don't know that's just the dilemma that i'm dealing with i thought that you might have some like wise advice but well, no, I think I think I, I, I feel for you because you're clearly in a tough spot because um, you've already gotten that. You see, like I wouldn't even give the guy a chance. You're in a position where you, you've already now become invested in him. I mean, I guess now that you're already invested, I would say now you're just along for the ride. I would say, look, let's see how this fall yeah. plays out. It's been a you it's know? been a weird and this isn't it wasn't a maliciously, but I it was rolled out in a strange way. So like. I knew early on that he was in the closet to his parents. And then before I met any of the friends, like it was that we never really talked. And then I slowly found out like, well, the friends that also have like a direct line to the parents don't know that he's gay. I was like, oh, okay, that's more. And then I found out like a good majority of his friends are family friends. So like a good majority of his friends don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like it wasn't hmm. like I knew from the very beginning. He should put it in a fortune cookie. Why? Give it to the parents. Why? Because everyone likes fortune cookies. I know that you were trying to make some sort of racist joke, but I don't see why it's funny. <laughs> you just wanted to. It's you okay. just wanted to say fortune cookie. I don't want to play to the room. I'm playing to the audience at okay. home. So, so you know what this reminds me of actually is you know remember that opera singer yeah. that I've been talking to from Scruff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. To the left, to the left. <laughs> yeah, him. Uh-huh. <laughs> he, um, I've been trying to get rid of him. I, here's the Tell thing. him you like I rap really, music. I maybe I should just kill myself. Um, I No, he likes rap music. He loves hip-hop and R&B. You didn't know that? Uh-huh. That's his favorite. Oh, my God. he's in, he, His favorite singer ever is Brandy. That's a deal breaker <laughs> right there. Yeah. That should have been the first time. You could be sign. in 10,000 closets. <laughs> he loves Brandy and Jennifer Hudson. Jennifer Hudson's really awesome, though. She is awesome, but Brandy? Yeah. Brandy, Mike. Anyway. So I've been trying to get... get. I'm, by the way, this is not my second story. Oh. I'm just cramming a third story in. I've been trying to get rid of him, and uh, but I really, really like him. Well, Jonathan has a friend whose name I won't say. I'll call him Danny. Jonathan has a friend named Danny who, for a number of reasons, I think would be really, really, really perfect for um, the opera singer, right? And so I told Jonathan this, okay? (laughs) Cut to last week, I get a very angry phone call from the opera singer. And he's like, um, you know, you're always telling me that you want to set me up with people, but I always thought you were joking, and then I got a Facebook message today from this Danny <laughs> who said that you want you thought he and I would be perfect for each other. Huh. And I was like, uh-huh. I do. Mike, <laughs> the opera singer, I don't know if I've mentioned this, lives in Baltimore. Oh. Yeah. How did you find him on Scruff on the stupid front page where Yeah, he was I on the front hate page. The front page. I know. I don't want to accidentally see somebody that's really hot but also lives in like Puerto Rico. Yeah, exactly. That's what happened. So he lives in Baltimore, which is right next to Jonathan in D.C. And I think he deserves to be in a good relationship. And I thought he and Danny would be good together. So uh, that didn't work out. I don't really understand how it's hard to get rid of somebody, though. You, I'm too nice. Yeah, you just be nice, but you like 
be nice to every other text message or well here's the thing here's the thing and i know this this is typical joe batanz here he really is perfect for me he he's like apple store nate and he two. lives in baltimore so he'll never be around <laughs> perfect I know, for that you. is perfect <laughs> i know no but like literally knows how to put up with my shit you know uh is not like you see people we've discussed this people always think i'm gonna i should be with like a joey boohecker mm-hmm. which that would imagine if joey boohecker and i dated that would be a nightmare for any of our friends yeah i would stop being both of your friends yeah it would be a nightmare it would be a nightmare right but i need someone quiet right. we've yeah. certainly by the way anyone who doesn't listen to the show joey boohecker is from the, the podcast cocktails and cream and you guys have like similar personalities like when you're in the room everyone's looking at you yeah because you're you know you have the the ironing board and you're wearing it as a dress or something because <laughs> that's literally happened joe <laughs> Mike, what happens in <laughs> Vegas stays in Vegas. Right. Um, so, so anyway, um, I, he's a nice guy. So it's, it's, I'm having a tough time, and he really, 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 really likes me. What else is happening in LA? You should have something else, right? Another personal yeah, story. So, so get this. A couple of months ago, I get this text message. Um, saying that this woman wanted to hire me to tutor her son okay and it's just like oh can you tutor my son and she arranges a date she and we it's a mutual arrangement and, but what's funny is every text message ends with kathy cheng remax 2000 it's clearly like her her signature on her text message mm-hmm. and then like so i set it up with her son and then like like 12 hours before she cancels on me She's like, oh, sorry, we can't do it. Um, we'll contact you some other time, right? And I was like, okay, whatever. That happens a lot, but believe it or not. Cut to, how about last Monday? Um, I get a text. Now, by the mind you, I have not heard from her in two months. Wait, I'm going to say that again. I have not heard from her in two months. I get a text message. See you Sunday, 10.30 a.m. Kathy Chang, Remax 2000. What? And I was like, "What?" <laughs> I go, "Hey, listen, I'm I'm, not, I'm actually not free Sunday at ten thirty. Uh, I could do Saturday." And she was telling me how it doesn't not going to work, and we're we're working out. But anyway, we finally work out maybe a potential date. And then she writes, first session free, right?" What? And I go, "No." And this woman now, I can tell is going to be a problem. Yeah, if possible, just cut ties. I yeah. did. So I said, you know what? I, 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 To be honest, I don't think I'm going to be the right fit for you and your son. I would suggest finding another yeah. tutor. But, you know, I was tempted to say when she said first session free, right? I, I should have been like first house free, right? <laughs> so once again, playing <laughs> yeah, for the audience at so. home. Hope somebody's laughing at that. Um, Hey, Joe, what's uh, going on in L.A. in the news? Any good news stories you want to share? Yeah, Mike. Um, and this is actually going to be of interest to friends of the show. <laughs> My cousin's Roxanne. Oh, I love Roxanne. Stephanie. I don't know Stephanie, though. That's her sister. And Robert, but he goes by several names, one of them being Baby Robert and also Baby Brother. Okay. Because um, they live in the city of Chino. But uh, 21 football players um, were suspended for five days after being accused of hazing at Chino at, at a Chino Hills High School. Isn't that where uh, the dude from the OC came from? Oh, yeah. And like, I like how they're like, uh, they're like, they're like, oh, go, go back to Chino. <laughs> like, as if that was in some super right. faraway place. It's like maybe a 30 minute right. drive. Uh, go back, get your ass back to Chino. Uh, yeah, so Ruben Ayala High School was at an out-of-state game in St. George, Utah. There are no details about what happened, but we do know that an, uh, a preliminary investigation found that no, there was no evidence of a crime. Uh, the students were suspended for five days, uh, and of course, there's been a major controversy. Um, somebody on social media said that, you know, someone supporting the team said that, one of the problems is 
21 players were suspended, but only very few of them were actually involved. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, a friend of uh, the, one of the people who was hazed just said, you know, I hope, you know, he gets over being embarrassed and this bullying has to stop. Now, there's been an, another social media campaign to, again, it. I, I haven't seen anything supporting the people who actually were involved. No one knows much, but people are really upset that people who weren't involved were somehow uh, punished for something they didn't do. But Mike Lawson, here's my question to you. Like me, are you thinking that it's something gay? <laughs> Wait, really? No, never. I didn't think gay at all. Oh. Did you? Yeah, I always think, I always think when hazing gets to this level, it gets in some to some degree gay. Oh, I wasn't thinking gay. Um, I don't know. It it didn't even occur to me. But I have seen like haze him porns or something where it's like intense hazing of like, and they make them do gay things always. Have you seen those kind of porn? Yes. It's always too loud though. Like it's like a Well, no, there's always way too much um it's like let's say if it's 30 minute porn, like 20 minutes of them is them playing beer pong and talking about <laughs> it. And you're like, "Really? I keep skipping forward." And then what's funny is they go from beer pong to sucking dick in like half it like I, I'll skip a minute ahead and all of a sudden there's a full on orgy in the storm room. And I'm like, what happened in this 45 seconds? What was the trigger? Jumped? Right. <laughs> what was the trigger? Well, you know, what's so funny. I don't think we've ever talked about this on the show. But when I was in college, Uh-oh. I went to the set of a of a gay porn, actually a straight and a gay porn. I remember the story, I, I, I think. Yeah, um, I don't. I don't think we have time to get into it right now. But my favorite part was, you know, I was there when they f- filmed the gay porn scene as well, as well as the straight porn scene, and and I'll tell it some other time. Maybe I'll tell an after dark episode. But um, what's funny is on that they did like the little like cut scene, the 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 scene, the the story scene, mm-hmm. and that one was the same thing. It was two college guys, and they were helping each other with their homework, and in two seconds they were sucking each other's dick and fucking, and you're like, what? How did that? How did that logic just? That doesn't happen, happen in your life. <laughs> no, but let me tell you this. I will say this. I have two. Uh, maybe this is why I think it's going to get gay. One is when I was in college. Um, you know, I worked in the school newspaper, and I'd heard a story about a, a, a fraternity on campus, and that the pledge president was because the pledge president of this fraternity was kicked out, and the rumor was that because they caught him doing something gay. And so I did some investigation, but I could never get anyone to go on the record about it. And cut, so cut to years later, I'm at like a party and I'm rapping with this one gay dude. And all of a sudden he says, oh yeah, I was the pledge president of this one fraternity before I left. And I was like, and I got the whole story, but basically he hooked up with this guy at a pledge event and they got caught. And the other guy claimed that this guy um took advantage took advantage of Whoa. him but he said no 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 he said the guy was totally gay too and so he just took the fall and like left the fraternity hmm. the other one is friend of the show cameron told me about i'm not going to say any names here because this would be so slanderous but um uh, a friend of his from high school who he heard a rumor just got kicked out of the school or kicked off the sports team he was on that might have been that kicked off the sports team he was on for and i'm putting air quotes here um hazing but that he they they caught him um uh having sex with an with like a a new guy on the team and i was like that doesn't make any sense because if he raped him then did there be charges pressed against him and he get kicked out of the school if it was consensual, why would they kick him off the team? And why didn't they film it so I could see it? <laughs> I've, it's a hot I've sport. Never... Think of what the hottest sport is, and it's that okay. sport. Lacrosse? No. Rugby? No. Soccer? No, those are all good sports, <laughs> but no. Water polo. Yes! Go on. Um, I've never really thought that hazing is gay, but now that you're saying it, I guess it is kind of gay. But I don't know in real life if hazing is gay or if it's just these, like, that's when we hear about hazing. I've heard about fraternity rituals before, ones that don't get in trouble, and they all have some sort of level of gayness to them. I wonder why that is. 
Because, because look, it's the same thing with this UFC and MMA. Have you ever, Mike? I'm not joking. Yeah. We've I talked about this. Totally before. masturbate to UFC and MMA. Yeah. Totally, and get off, yeah. right? And again, I don't think the people who play the sport are necessarily gay, but definitely like the hardcore fans, yes, are closeted American Beauty dad style homosexual. Yeah. The other thing is, um. Look, anytime you get a bunch of one group together, whether it be women, whether it be men, whether it be um, a minority, they're going to become a hyper version of themselves. And for some reason, you know, when men get together, it somehow gets gay. And I don't understand why. But think about it. Think about Greek and Roman culture specifically like greek culture like you know the, the three and the real story of that 300 movie that army they were all fucking each other that was a part of that army of course they don't show that in the movie but that was a big part they would all fuck each other huh so i think when men just get to, like, i don't know i you know it's one of these things where i'm sure i'm gonna hear about this from Adam Vaught or something about how I'm wrong here, but why do you think hazing gets gay? I, don't, I have no idea. If anybody has an idea, you can email us at guys at cupodcast.com and we will um, we will read them and maybe even read a few on our next episode. Yeah, and tell tell like the stories in detail. Yeah, if you have like, pictures, really slow detail. If you have yeah. pictures of when you were hazed and it got gay, feel free to send those as well. Guys at cupodcast.com I'm telling you, we're going to get genuine emails. We're going to get voicemails at our phone number, which is 666. I don't, I never, we never get voicemails. Okay, listen, listen to the phone number at the end. No, we never get voicemails. We don't like pimp it out, we though. Never get, I know, because this, this, these other shows, I don't want to get into it. There are these other shows, their entire show, are there, it just consists of emails and voicemails. Yeah, but we, let's think of it this way, though. Like, we have so much to talk about. If we, had to read 40 voicemail or 40 emails from one person like it would take forever our phone number is 510-239-7798 or you can email us at guys at cupodcast.com joey i'm telling you we're gonna get at least two emails and two voices joey listen to this um we've talked about uber before quite a few times actually and the timing on this story is a little bit weird to me but um i'm gonna read it anyway um there was an uber driver who was in court this week because, the, uh, allegedly, he took a hammer from his car and he bashed one of the drive one of his uh, customers in the head with it. He was pissed for some reason. He said there was a verbal alterca- altercation with one of um, a male passenger that was uh, in his car, and he ended up pulling over and kicking everyone out. And the people were pissed that he was doing that, so he took the hammer and just kind of went at them. But why a hammer? Like, doesn't that seem like the most inefficient weapon to carry around in your Uber car? Like, if you're scared for your safety, like, someone's going to come at me and try to steal my money uh, with a gun, what good is a hammer going to do? Maybe he was afraid, like, a giant gorilla would steal, like, a blonde girl and he had to climb all these rafters to go get her. Or maybe he thought a big nail would show up in his car. Like a really mm-hmm. large nail. So the reason the the timing is weird for this is because this is also the same week that the city of San Francisco was hearing arguments about whether or not Uber should be able to do business in the city of San Francisco. Um, so these are both news stories that are happening right now, and it's kind of interesting. But somebody said to me when I was talking about this story, somebody said, like, if a bus driver went at one of the passengers with a hammer, we wouldn't shut down all the buses. So why, because one Uber driver does this stupid thing, should we shut down all Ubers? I thought that was a good point. Well, one, I don't agree with it. I think the argument is, because this is going on in Los Angeles, um, is people are upset about the background. There's no real background checks on these people. And so I think L.A. is trying to pass a law where Uber and Lyft have to do some sort of background checks. So I think the logic would be you don't shut down all the buses because the bus drivers presumably have had some sort of uh, uh, background check or some sort of process by which they were vetted. Um, Look, here's the thing. 
I never ride this Uber because every... Ever notice there's no stories about Lyft and there's no stories about this sidecar. It's always Uber. I think this Uber's a problem. I like Lyft. People should people should ride Lyft. I don't want to fist bump and I don't want to sit in the front seat. Yeah, I don't want to get my head hit with a hammer. <laughs> and I don't want to... I don't want to be raped. Oh, by the way, I've sat in the back seat many times. They encourage times. you to sit in the front seat, though. They do. I don't mind sitting in the front seat, though. I like talking to people. I like getting to know their story. Mm. Not interested. I want to get in the back seat and I want to. Also, I don't think the seat belts in the back would fit me. I want to get in the back seat and I want to pretend like this transaction is not happening. Well, because you want to pretend it's a rickshaw. Everything you (laughs) do. Like, you wish that there was an Uber for rickshaws. I bet you, oh, man, if there was an Uber for rickshaws, no, man, you're I would dumb. You dri- rickshaw drivers in San Francisco are all six-foot-tall white guys with dreadlocks. It's disgusting. I would love a six- And they're not, wait. They're like the gross hippies. You would not want a rickshaw driver in San Francisco. Are you Nobody sure? Nobody does. Uh, would you ever take a rickshaw? Though? No, I actually would never do that. It's oh, embarrassing, not? and this guy's, like, sweating and, like, having trouble breathing because my fat ass is sitting in the back and he has to carry me. I would hate that. Mm-hmm. I would hate that. Never. Wait, they don't actually carry them. They, they ride a bicycle, Yeah, but they? they're, like, sweating because of my weight. But they won't take you up, like, Lombard Street no, or anything like that, no. or, like, a big hill. It's usually, you know? like, along the Embarcadero or something, but, like, no, I don't think I would do it ever. Ever. Uh, do you have any other news stories from L.A.? Uh, I do, actually. Have you ever heard of this book called The Fault in Our Stars? Yeah. Uh-huh. It got made into a movie, right? Yeah, a big movie. But uh, the author, John Green, uh, went on Tumblr to express his sadness uh, over the decision by the Riverside, California school system to ban the book. Um, Did you just get a text message from Joey Buhecker? Yeah. What does that mean? What does that I don't mean? know. I didn't see it. I just saw that it came up. Is it? I love you if I lose forty pounds. Well, what, you're, this is okay. this is a story of Joe, and he's like, impo- I hate you so much. Like, have you? Did you read the text message that happened before it, or do I have to explain the text message in the context? Explain the text message. No, read the fucking context, and you do it yourself. Uh, okay. Anyway, so, <laughs> so anyway, it gets banned by Riverside. Okay. Uh, school district. So he writes the following in his Tumblr. He says, I guess I'm both happy and sad. I am happy. Oh, because I guess they, they, they decided to, uh, ban it because it deals with morality, mortality. I'm sorry. It deals with mortality and sex. Okay. So he writes, I guess I'm both happy and sad. I'm happy because apparently young people in Riverside, California, will never witness or experience mortality since they won't be reading my book, which is great for them. But I'm also sad because I was really hoping I'd be able to introduce the idea that human beings die to the children of Riverside, California, and thereby crush their dreams of immortality. Uh, There was a subsequent um, reconsideration vote, but they voted six to one to um, uphold the ban. Uh, Karen Kruger, who made the original complaint, said she didn't want to come off as a prude, but she was shocked that the book was made available to kids ages 11 to 13. Um, What are your your thoughts on banned books like? First of all, it never works. It only works in favor of the book, right? Like, if you ban a book, it's automatically on the list of books that I'm going to read. And now these kids are going to want to read this book. Yeah, I don't really understand banning. Like, I don't understand that if you if a kid doesn't read it, that it's going to, you know, they're, they're still going to learn these things. It's just going to maybe take longer. I don't know. What do you think? Um, I think the same thing. I think it's so dumb to ban it. Like, what are these parents? Like, if they're in middle school, here's the thing. Here's what's tough for me. I'm 40 years old. So if these kids are in middle school, what, what, were you just whistling? Yeah, <laughs> so if these kids are in middle school, there's middle school. There's a good chance that these people, these parents, are either around my age or a little younger. Okay, maybe a little older too. But the point is, we're like the same generation. Why are they? All, when did they all of a sudden become like me? 
I don't want this. Mortality and sex. Yeah, I was just telling someone the other day, and this is going to be controversial here, what I'm going to say. I think the best thing to happen to teenagers is this Snapchat and sexting. I, I just saw this statistic about how, you know, teen pregnancy is plummeting in this country. And I think one of the many factors, I think sex education is a part of it. I think just a lot of things are a part of it. But I do think one of them is the sexting and the Snapchatting and sending pictures of your dick and your boobs and your vagina. All this shit, I think, is a big part of it. And I think it's healthy because now instead of going out and fucking, these kids are busting a nut in a lot safer sex kind of environment. You know, and they're getting a chance to practice it. And what I like about the Snapchat, too, is it doesn't exist in the cloud forever for these internet terrorists to get at. It just vanishes. So I'm a big fan of it, and I think uh, uh, it's healthy for teenagers to engage in this with each other. And so I don't think it's, I don't think it's bad for kids to learn about sex. Here's the thing, too, is when you ban kids from learning about sex, you have the opposite effect, and here's why. Because then what you've done is you've fetishized it. You guys don't know this, but when Mike was like 13 years old or something, he liked an Asian person. And his mom and dad were like, you are not allowed to like Asians. And now look at what happened. Mike only likes Asians. That's all he likes. First, that's not true. (laughs) Mike, I had everybody going there for a second. But I don't even know where to start. You talk too much. Um, well, that's, that's something that's kind of a gift on a podcast. No, but like you, not on a gift. It's not a gift <gasps> oh, when there's two people that are supposed I, to talk on a podcast, Joey. Um, so no, you, you can go ahead and speak. I didn't, I didn't prevent you, you said from so much. How am I supposed to respond to the last 20 minutes of content? You just pushed out at us. Um, I agree. Let's move on. Hey, Joey. Um, I don't understand. I, that was the weirdest being mad at me I've ever had in my entire life. You just said way too much and I couldn't respond. So, Because <laughs> okay. you bulldozed and didn't allow me to say anything. <laughs> I hate you right now. Um, Joe, listen to this. There was a naked couple that was found having sex in a dumpster up here in Richmond. And that's already a weird part of the story. But it was on a Monday, which is weird. And it was at 6.57 in the morning, which I found weird, too. Two adults. Mm -hmm. It's a man and a woman, I think. They kind of don't say. They only say something about the man. Um, Oh, what do they say? Do they say how big he is? No. no, They just said um, the male. So I guess that means that there was also a female. Like the story that I'm reading. But um, what's weird is they were having sex. And then they were naked in the dumpster smoking. And Next to the dumpster were big things of flammable liquids. So mm-hmm. they're just... This all sounds really hot. So weird. It, would you ever be so desperate to have sex? Like somebody is so smoking hot and they're like, I will have sex with you, but we have to do it in a dumpster. Let's be honest. Well, I'll answer your question, but let's be honest. You know neither one of these people was hot. Oh, yeah. I'm sure of it. I'm sure they were a big mess, both of them. Yeah. People could, they couldn't, I, I'm surprised people were able to tell that they were people in the dumpster. That's what a big mess is. Um, it, but let me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to answer your question. Well, let me, You're saying let the me, person is so hot. Real quick, because I know after you start, I won't be able to get any other words in. The officers did continue their investigation and they found a large quantity of methamphetamine. So they were messy. Well, I mean, they didn't need to mention yeah. that. <laughs> True. That's sort of a given. So somebody's super I'm, hot. What would. And wants to have sex? Yes, I would have sex in a dumpster. Wait, but like, what's in the dumpster though? They they don't say if it was like in. No, but I'm asking you in this hypothetical situation. I. If it's like a medical waste dumpster and there's like arms and legs. <laughs> Needles. <laughs> no, but if it's like a dumpster like a at like a, a Staples, then yeah. I don't know, Joey. Like, what if if it's empty, but it's like a really well used dumpster? So it's like the dumpster mm-hmm. behind. Uh, a Kentucky Fried Chicken, but it's empty. It just got emptied. Would you do it there? Okay. Yeah, because you know the one thing I will say is Kentucky Fried Chicken smells ew, good. Ew, 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 ew. No, I think fried chicken smells good for like a second, but like old fried chicken or like here's old the deal: grease? fried chicken is like fucking. 
It's like when you're hungry yes. and you want yes. it, it smells so good. And then the second you eat yeah. it, you're like, as soon as you're done, oh, you're like, you you regret what's it. What's this fucking smell? You regret everything yeah. about it. It's a horrible yeah. smell. You yeah. want to go to church? Yeah. Totally. Um, you don't care about thighs anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Do you, what else is going on in LA? Any other news stories? I read two news stories. Oh, good. What's up next week then? Um, Wednesday, I'm having lunch with, um, friend of the show, uh, friends of the show, uh, Mike Craig, Alex and Garita and Kate Doyle. Oh, cool. Again, you just saw them recently. I know they want to do like a weekly, like, um, you should start recording like, it <laughs> <laughs> and not tell them though. And just like, but, but introduce the podcast. Like, Hey guys, I'm here with Mike Law and like, like introduce them. They're like, what? And I'm like, oh yeah, that's just a thing that I do. I just introduce everybody. <laughs> and at the end of lunch, you're like, catch us on iTunes at. <laughs> yeah. Be sure to leave a review and email us at guys at lunchtime.com. Um, anyway, um, I have a lunch with them. They want to do like a weekly, like, um, have you heard of a, um, a mastermind group? Yes. Yeah, they want to do like a weekly mastermind group where we just encourage each other to go forward in our lives. Um, Also, on uh, Friday, now I don't know when this is going to air, but I'll be promoting Catching Up on another podcast uh, called Homeo and Juliet. I'll be appearing with Melissa McQueen and... Um, well, I'll talk to you about this off the air. Homeo and Juliet might be appearing more regularly in the Pride 48 universe. Cool. So, but as for now, I'm just promoting this show on there. Sweet. What do you got going on? Well, friend of the show, John, John Arts is coming to town. So I'm going to be doing lunch with him. And then on Sunday, I'm doing a JDRF walk up here. Um, so... That's pretty much it. Not tons of stuff happening in my world, but um, I'm okay with that. I think Vegas took a lot out of me. I'm ready to just kind of be JDRF. What's that? Is that like just dated Rod Kyle's friends? No, (laughs) it's a diabetes organization. It stand. It used to stand for the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation, but then they started realizing that juvenile is not a word that is appropriate to label diabetes with. So now they are just JDRF kind of like SAT is just SAT now. Oh, so cool. Nice catching up with you, Joey. Go to hell, Mike. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart Radio app. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cupodcast. Follow us on Twitter at cupodcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com. Or call our listener line at 510-239-7798. I mean... Um, uh, um, 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 um,